Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Inside Out episode 55. Today's guest is one hell of a woman who I am so excited to share with you. Christy Christensen is a global empowerment coach and author of the newly released book Chakra Rituals Awakening the Wild Woman Within. She's creator of Soul Fire, a unique style of yoga that incorporates dance, meditation and mudra practices and the co-founder of the Asia-based Kanara Yoga School and US-based Deep Exhale, a transformational experience merging breath, music and movement. Her upcoming book, Chakra Rituals, offers a seven-week program to guide readers through the ancient science of chakras in an easy and accessible way to enliven and empower the reader. Christy teaches you how to activate each chakra to claim your power and positively transform your life. Christy is on a mission to empower women and expand their definitions of well-being. She teaches a unique blend of dance, meditation, yoga, live music, and breath work to better connect your body and emotions. She has taught in 20 countries around the globe to tens of thousands of women. In this episode, Christy delves into the seven chakras and how we can harness our power by understanding each. She shares her teachings and daily rituals that empower her every day to live in alignment. We also discuss methods for leaning into your vulnerability to cultivate more balance, acceptance and self-love. This conversation was absolutely magnetic and I would love if you enjoyed this episode, if you can please leave a quick written review on Apple Podcasts or share to your Instagram stories to support me, to support more women on their well-being journey. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Let's dive in. Christy, thank you so, so much for being here on the podcast today. I am absolutely thrilled to meet you and connect with you and share all of your wisdom. How are you? I'm amazing. And I love the power of technology that you can be in Australia and I can be in Southern California. <laughs> Crazy. Like it's so wild. You're on the other side of the world right now. Totally different time zones. I think it's five different days. Yeah. <laughs> You're on Thursday. I'm Friday. It's nuts. Yeah. I'm caught in time. <laughs> I'm really excited to share your new and upcoming book, which will be released next week. I believe so excited yes. for rituals with my community and my audience here. So yeah, I'm hoping that people can get stuck in to learning more and more about chakras through your book it'll be really exciting yes I, I mean that's that's the goal the goal is that the subtitle of the book is called awakening the wild woman within so it really is written through this lens of the feminine of course you can be a man and still read it but I wrote it because I am a woman right and what have been the practices and the things that I've learned about my own life and my the chakra system and all my study and how can I share that embodied wisdom in a, in a, in a direct way? Yeah. So um, really on a mission to you know, help women wake up to their authentic power and truth and love and come into a place of just um, integrated healing within themselves. Yes, amazing. And for me, it actually reminded me of, I'm sure that you've read Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. Untamed, and, and yeah, I, I have it. <laughs> 
it's sort of something that um, yeah, it's amazing, an incredible book. And it sort of was something that has empowered me the last 12 months and mm. been a part of my awakening, I suppose, and really pushed me to go on a healing journey. And that is for mm. spirituality. So I love that your book's probably something that I'm going to read next and it will be a part of that awakening and that, you know, self-development and empowerment. So I'm really excited to read it myself. Before we dive into this interview, I'd love if you could yeah. share a little bit on you and what your life looks like right now. So a little bit about me. Um, I am a, a, a global embodiment and transformational leader, and I empower people through yoga, meditation, dance, music. I teach pre-COVID-19. Um, <laughs> yeah. I taught all over the world. I actually lived on the road. I was based like I say, I'm based in LA, but I was on the road about 70% of the time teaching workshops, retreats, teacher trainings at festivals, um, and really just sharing yoga in, in all forms. And the basis of everything I share is the chakra system. Whether I say the word chakra or not, it is the lens in which I see the world. It's the lens in which I teach from, um, because it has transformed my world mm -hmm. so much. Um, since this, this, time that we're, we're, we're all in, it seems like indefinitely now. Um, I wrote the book. I started writing the book in February of 2020. Mm. So the first nine months of COVID was me writing. And um, in many ways, I feel like this book kind of saved my life because 2020, I know for most people, for a lot of people, was supposed to be a really big year, mm. you know, and it was the busiest year I had ever had. I said yes to more things than I ever had. I was traveling to more countries than I ever had. Mm -hmm. And I actually, in my mind was like, how am I going to have time to write this book? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, um, I wrote a proposal, I had an agent and they shopped the book around. You don't know the time frame, So you can't bank on, oh, you're going to get this big of a, you know, uh, uh, a, um, what is it called? <laughs> a check to write the book. I can't think of what it's called right now. Excuse me, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> an advance. That's the word yep. I was looking yes. for. Yep. You know, to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to schedule the next six months. So I have time for writing. No, like you go on with your regular life. And, mm. and then if the book deal comes through amazing. Right. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm gonna have to get good at writing on planes. I'm gonna have to get really efficient in my time. And so this was kind of, that was going to be the challenge of 2020 was, was planning out my life in a way that I could do everything that I had committed to, to writing a beautiful book and not run myself ragged. And then come March of 2020, the, my whole year just vanished in the sense of my entire income and the entire way that I set up my business to make money required me getting on a plane and flying to Australia or flying to China or flying to Italy, whatever it might be. And now that was gone. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the book, I would have had a much more difficult time because even on the days that was, I was caught in the fear, I was caught in the anxiety. I didn't feel inspired. Like I had to drag my ass out of bed. Mm. Right. And I had to get up because this, this was my job. I had a contract. I had a deadline. I had to do this. And I think it like saved my mental health really. Yeah. Um, otherwise I would have really been caught in victimhood and have really been caught in fear of survival, not so much in survival of, oh, if I get COVID, I'm going to die, but survival of how am I going to take care of myself? I'm a single woman. Um, I thought I was diversified in my work because of the amount of different countries I traveled to. I never imagined it all go away. Yeah. So this was, this is really like me having the time and the space to put, 
to really like lean in and be like, okay, what about this system really has helped me in my life? And what are the practices can I anchor into now to support me to actually write the book? Yeah. <laughs> so it, and showing up really in those moments where I didn't want to show up. And I think that's such a good lesson for us all, because a lot of the times, at least from my own personal experience, when I'm struggling the most is the times I tend to abandon myself the most, right? Like I, I, I have this huge, you know, toolbox of all these different practices from everything I've studied and everything I know. But for some reason, when the shit hits the fan, that's what we're, that's where we should be really going deeper into, but we tend to neglect mm-hmm. and having this combination of the deadline of, I had to do it. If I was self-publishing, it probably would still not be done. (laughs) Um, I think that combination, I was like, okay, if I have to show up and do this, how am I going to do it? And it was like, okay, I have to go back to everything I preach, everything I teach, even though I didn't want to, you know, even though I didn't want to get still, even though I didn't want to uh, feel connected, I wanted, you know, I wanted to be caught you know, at times we just want to be caught in the chaos. Mm. If that makes sense. What did the day-to-day look like for you when you were in that mindset and you were pulling yourself out of it? What were some routines or practices that you put into place to make sure that you could thrive? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, some days were thriving and some days were literally staring at the computer like for 12 hours. I mean, literally like it was that or, you know, staring at the computer and then going to the, the global website where you could check the tracking of the numbers of how many people are in fact. I mean, like it was, it was bad. Like I was like a thousand times a day. Okay. How many people died now? How many people died now? You know, like not creative space or useful space. Yeah. Sorry. At not funny at all. I'm not laughing at the, the no, but it's- people dying. I'm laughing at the fact that, you know, you just do anything to procrastinate sometimes. And I totally resonate with that. It's so easy to just... Mm-hmm you know, looking at something else to just take yourself away from the actual task. And because it's sometimes too hard when you're, you know, you're creating these self-sabotaging thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be able to get this done. It's too hard. What have I done? I've overcommitted and all these things pop in your mind. Meanwhile, you still have to do it. And if you were proactively saying, I can do this, you know, I'm going to sit for an hour and write. And after that hour, check the website. Like if you thought proactively and from an inspired action, purposeful decision, Mm -hmm. rather than going with the self-sabotaging and the limiting beliefs. It's so much easier to get yourself out of procrastination, but I know exactly how that feels. It is so hard. Pull yourself out. It's so hard. hard. And, and, and I was alone because we were in lockdown and I live like, you know, so, and I'm in this like isolated environment. And um, so for me, the number one thing first was actually I needed to move. Like I needed to move my body because I think, I mean, always, I mean, for me, the, the, the body is the gateway into everything for me, but I think coupled with it being COVID being restricted, being stuck at home, that, that heaviness, that inertia, that fear was the anxiety was more real, more tangible than I'd ever experienced before. So for me being super active, whether it was like putting on music, I'm a, I love to dance. So it was other words, putting on music and just dancing for 20 minutes or doing a yoga practice. We were able to, I know things were different in Australia. We were able to go on walks or it was worth leaving the house and going for a walk and being in nature and, and just sweating a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, almost in the sense of like, I could free up all the, the accumulation of everything to actually, I needed to take that off first every day before I could actually sit down and try to access any point of, you know, clarity or any point of wisdom or any point of creativity within me. So movement was my 100% 
non-negotiable. And I do have, um, in, in depending on what type of movement practice I'm doing, I also like to do, I need a lot of release. <laughs> I have a lot of energy. So when the energy gets on lockdown, it's, it's not good either. So I shake, I'm shaking, I shake a lot, I make noise, I make sounds just to try to get out that stuck energy that get out, um, or even like you're saying, get out the saboteur, <laughs> right? That's inside and get, get out that negative thoughts um, to, help, to help overcome the inertia to actually do it. And then I would literally put myself in front of the computer. I would set um, a timer for, for an hour and eight minutes. That was just my number. And so that I could, I could gauge time. So I could gauge, you know, how much I was working. And then at that hour and eight minutes, take whether it was a two minute break or five minute break or have, okay, you have to eat something now, whatever it was. And it was so interesting because sometimes I literally would set the alarm and it would feel like two seconds later, it went off. And then other times it felt like it was that hour and eight minutes for <laughs> three days. So uh, that was, that was really the, the flow of, of getting up, moving my body and through my movement, like I pray, I, you know, I'm, that's how I, you know, connect Mm -hmm. to, to spirit in every way. And, um, and at night before I would go to bed, I, I, I would really, I would ask for support. I would ask for support, um, that I could, I could face my own demons that were, were arising for me that I, I, that I got this book deal for a reason and I did have it within me to do this because this is the first book I've ever written. Um, and I would just be like, please show me the way, please show me the way. And for me, it was, I got help when I stayed committed. You know, I think, I think where, I think that's where the divine, like from my perspective, like meets us in the co-creative process. Like if you move in the direction of, okay, I'm doing this right? I'm going to show up. I'm going to be the, doing the job that was bestowed upon me. <laughs> and I'm asking her for support. So the more I put in, the more I then could be met. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost like a manifestation sort of way of doing things and committing to, you know, whatever, whatever you've got to get done, you know, you, you put it mm-hmm. out to the world and you'll get back, but you've got to give a bit to get a bit, you know, you can't just, sit oh, for sure. you know, wondering mm-hmm. why all these things aren't happening and why things aren't working mm-hmm. for you, but you're not doing anything. There's no flow of energy mm-hmm. you're just right. sitting and waiting. So you need to yeah. put your best foot forward, essentially. Yeah. I totally. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some really beautiful tips yeah. like said before we hit record. Um, half of Australia has gone into some snack lockdowns the last couple of weeks. Um, my town has, now been we're only a week in which is amazing we were really lucky for a really long time we've been able to mm. quite normally and breathe quite normally okay. um, but we're two hours north of Sydney so what that means is Sydney's been in lockdown now I think for about eight weeks um, wow. and and we've just gone in and followed and the numbers are starting to rise now and I know that a lot of women I, I'm friends with online I'm friends with in real life we're mm-hmm. all feeling that anxiety because a lot of us are mums and we're we're worried about not the homeschooling the homeschooling isn't the issue for me it's being at home secured in one space with four children and not being able to go to the park I mean yeah we can go for Mm -hmm. a walk but kids don't want to go for a walk that's not exciting they want to go to a park they want to play so that's really really hard and then you've still got all your everyday chores and and things that you need to do and when you're at home and stuck in that space you can feel so uninspired and unmotivated Mm -hmm. and just having those few things that you've mentioned there the tips I think would be so so helpful for so many women listening to this today because yeah you just you do have to 
give a little to get back a little and setting the timer mm-hmm. for the job, the to-do list, you know, and then you'll mm-hmm. just get in and get it done. And then you can have that break afterwards to have mm-hmm. your lunch or take a breath out the back or whatever mm-hmm. the case, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think too, like for me, um, and this goes to what you just said is there's an anxiety, like there's just like, there's an, there's a collective anxiety that I don't think mm-hmm. we've ever experienced before. So I think even people that haven't individually experienced anxiety before are feeling on some level that now, mm-hmm. and when that happens, it's like, we disconnect more and more from our body and we're, our energy is going more and more up into our mind and more and more up to our, into our head. And that's where that endless loop of worry and frustration and scarcity and whatever it might be that we're obsessing about. So the other, that other importance of, of movement, of bringing you back into your body, grounding your energy, feeling your feet on the ground, right? And, and from that, you can build this like stable, reliable, secure, security within you that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not dependent on the outside world, right? Mm-hmm. That's not dependent on what your children do or can't do, but you can it may not be ideal, right? It may not be ideal, but you're like, okay, no, but I can find this within me and I can anchor into this and I can take a few deep breaths here and I can manage this situation mm. no matter what is thrown at me. Yeah. And I think another little tip here for women in lockdown right now is not exposing or overexposing yourself to what's going on on social media because the conversation on social media is just the c word and it's back and forth vax any vax all these all these conversations and they're not positive and they're not constructive and we're exposing ourselves to them by getting lost in a scroll hole because there's not much else to do we're telling ourselves there's not nothing else to do and mm-hmm. something I've removed um, checking my social media other than just showing up mm-hmm. as I need to the last two, three days. And I haven't watched the news once. Like my husband gets home, yeah. and says, did you hear about these cases? My mom's calling, be like, did you hear about this and this? And I'm, I haven't heard it because I'm choosing mm-hmm. to shut it off because I know it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I have a choice whether I'm exposing myself to it. And as you said, when you were, you know, at the, at the worst, I guess, of it and scale mm-hmm. of trying you know, to procrastinate and avoid doing the work on your book and you were looking up online all the numbers and things, it can be really, really hard to then and heavy to then move through your day, just exposing yourself to that. It, it, it's, it changes your entire frequency. Mm. You know, that's why there are all these studies that show that if you, in the morning, if, you, if you're using your phone for an alarm clock, right, and the first thing you do when you're still in that subliminal place between the worlds. And the first thing you do is you start to scroll and read the news, right? That gets that trauma, that negativity, that whatever it might be, like hits your system in the place and the time that you are the most sensitive. Mm. And that programs your day for the rest of the day. And we wonder why we feel off. Even if that was the only time you did it, you, it is, that is the setting the vibration, the frequency of how the rest of your day is going to play out. Yes. And it's just so tempting because we use the phone as the alarm clock. It also could be a text message that came through that was not nice, or you read a work email. And I'm such a believer that upon waking, whatever we do in that first 30 seconds to five minutes actually changes your entire day, which therefore will change your entire life. So even if you can, even if you're someone that has to check the news once a day, like don't do it until like after you've had breakfast or something like give yourself a little space in that time, do something that's going to nourish you. Again, even if it's a simple breath, even if it's a simple prayer, if it's a five minute sun salutation or shakedown, do something that's going to nourish you first 
before you go into the other part of the world and your nervous system is just, you know, harassed by whatever is there awaiting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to remind myself of this all the time too. It's, it, it makes such a difference and you will see a difference. I got to a point, I don't watch the news anymore at all. Like I completely stopped because the same thing, it was so crazy making, it took over, it became an obsession. Like I became like addicted to checking, what did Biden say today? What does the, 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 the vaxxers say? They end up, you know, like I just was so, I would spend hours, you know, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, you know, wasting all this time that was making me feel like complete crap. Um, and at this point in the world, there's enough people that are watching the news. If there's something I really need to know, <laughs> someone's going to let me know, do you know what I mean? Or it's going to be big enough that, you know, you're, you now, we now get the Amber alerts on our phone. I tell you, I mean, that's how I found out we went back into, you know, wearing masks again. It came to my freaking iPhone, Amber alert as of Saturday at midnight masks again. So there you go. I, I got the news anyway. Mm. And my mental health has improved. I'm not kidding you. 10 billion percent. Yeah. Amazing. 10 billion percent. And, and, but, and my other, my other circumstances haven't changed at all. So it's not like, oh, well, you know, this happened or now I'm doing it. No, my other, all my other circumstances are the same, but this is, I'm, I'm choosing now with your words, I'm choosing now not to go into an energy that is going to deplete me, is going to, my anxiety is going to drain my energy. Mm. And then for the time that I do have, I'm not going to be creative. I'm not going to be productive. And then that's going to feed that feeling of, oh, of everything else. Right. And it's going to make you eat more poorly. It's going to make you move less. It's going to make you get upset with your children or fight with your partner or it's, it's an endless, it's an endless cycle. Yeah. As I mentioned, I've just started doing some breath work. Um, I'm working alongside Mm. a moment. We're only one week in and this, some small changes that she's implemented was number one, phone out of the bedroom. Now, I, as you know, I have a one-year-old little girl who does wake through the night. So often needing to get up and get a bottle and I'll often check the time on my phone. And with that, that simple check, whether it be 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, whatever for me to get up, it's just information for me to know, okay, she can just resettle herself or I get up. So I do need that time there. Totally. I often will check it and there's emails, example, like some from someone like yourself that's on the other side of the world. And that's your times emailing me and I'll, I'll feel that sense of, I need to respond or, okay, well, now's the time when it's good for you. So I need to also in that perfectionist uh, mindset and that people pleasing mm-hmm. mindset, I need to make sure I get back to her right now. So I don't let her mm-hmm. down. And mm-hmm. I've now caught myself out doing these things. And it's like, okay, yeah. no, I do need to remove the phone from the, my room because I feel like I am having to respond um, and check things. If I see something yeah. important, that's a notification. So yeah, yeah it's like completely removing your phone. I totally, totally agree with and then yeah first thing in in the morning the next thing that she's implemented for me to do is take some time to breathe whether it be a minute five minutes just a few deep breaths in and out and that's just set my day on a whole different playing field like it's right. so much better to just wake and be in that natural vibrational state I suppose you call it and not yeah. like you've got this pressure to do you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and for me that the the breath is like that's you communing with spirit that's you communing with inspiration right? Like you're breathing in life, right? Like, so, so doing like 
our, our bodies are so effing amazing, right? We don't have to think about breathing 21,000 times a day. It just does it naturally. But when we bring some focused attention to the breath, whether it's two breaths or 10 breaths a day, right? Yeah. It's, it, 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 again, it rewires, it realigns our whole system, mm-hmm. right? And we can start to build an intimate connection, right? With this gift of life, which is really what the breath is a representation of. Mm, absolutely. Oh my goodness. That's just amazing. I, I love all these tips. They're going to help so many women. I just know that they will. Now moving. And in, they're so easy. Like they're yeah, so, like you're saying, so two, like three conscious breaths. Like, like we can all do that. I, the excuse that, that I feel like most people say, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're breathing anyway. You can, you can, you can do your three conscious breaths on the toilet. I don't care. You know, like bring your hands to your heart and do them. Yeah. Like you can find the time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So digressing into what we're here to talk to you about today is chakras. So for the ignorant people who like myself yeah. who haven't really dove into this just yet, what are chakras? Um and not ignorant, just haven't been exposed to it. So <laughs> I just, I'm a big with language and the, the way in which we, we speak about things and the way we speak to our, you know, ourselves, because to me, ignorance holds a negative connotation and just sure. something you just haven't been exposed to for, you know, that's it. Yeah. Um, the simplest way to, first of all, think about a chakra is its energy, right? It's a vortex, a spinning wheel of energy, of power, of light, of color. It's dynamic. It's in movement right? And in the body, there's many, many chakras because it's, it's an energy vortex, but there's seven main ones in the body that are aligned vertically along the spine. So it runs from the base of the pelvis all the way to the crown of the head. And you can imagine them pretty much in the center of your spinal column. Now, for those of you that are like, I don't know, I've heard this word chakra and it feels a little woo woo to me. I'm not really sure what this girl's talking about. What I want you to remember again, Chakras are energy. Science has proven that everything in the entire universe is energy vibrating at different frequencies, right? This is not woo-woo. This is science. Actually, everything is energy. There's two kinds of energy. There's physical energy and there's subtle energy. The chakras exist at the subtle level, but they impact the physical energy, okay? Okay. Now, each chakra has its own intelligence, its own consciousness, or I like to say its own superpower. And the idea is that we want them all in perfect flow and perfect harmony. And when that happens, that's when we have optimal health, vitality, we're, we're, we're lit up in all these areas of our, of our life. We're living on purpose. We're connected to our hearts. We're connected to our intuition. We are connected to our bodies. We're connected to the higher power of whatever it is that uh, you believe in. And for me, it is a system that of, of, of pure transformation mm-hmm. and transformation on all levels of being. So the yogis believe that we're not just a physical body, that we are a physical body, we're an energetic body, so a breath body, we are an emotional body, we are a mental body, and we are a bliss body, which is the spiritual body, Mm -hmm. right? So true health and healing, right, and aliveness comes from all of our bodies being in health and alignment. And that's what the chakra system 
really does so beautifully. It honors the whole mm. on every level. One's not more important than the other. All are equally valued. And in Western medicine, that's not the case, right? It, we really focus on the body is one thing, what's the problem? And then you go to somebody else for the mind, you know, that everything is separate where this is a way of, of bringing all of this together so that we can heal, we can awaken, we can be empowered and we can live a, the life that we want to live in on purpose, in power, full energy, full activation in all ways. And how um, do they physically support us? Well, uh, the easiest way to answer that is to tell you a little bit about which each chakra governs, because that will, it, it does require a little bit of, of understanding. So do we have time for me to quickly go through? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Okay, okay, great. So the first chakra is located at the base of your pelvis, and it's called your muladhara. It's your root support, your root foundation. And there's many, many things I can share, but just for a little blip in, this is our physical body. This is our relationship to the home that we live in. Mm. So the questions you ask here is, what is the health of your physical body? What is the vitality of your physical body? What does it feel like to be in your body, right? Do I feel safe? Do I feel secure? Do I feel stable? Do I feel grounded? Am I able to take care of myself, mm. right? Can I financially take care of myself? So these are all issues of the first chakra. How do I ground? How do I connect to this body, to this earth? How do I take care of myself? How do I take care of my family, right? These are the root issues of the first chakra. And one other thing to mention, just, just to give you a, a little flip into is each of the chakras is also um, related to the, an, an endocrine gland. And the endocrine gland, it, or the, endocrine, the endocrine system, for some reason I can't say that today, um, <laughs> is, our, is our hormonal system, right? So this is a, also a way that in terms of our own physical health, right, that, that is impacted by the chakra. If we move up to the second chakra, which is the low belly, this is our womb space and men and women both have a womb. This is the center of, of where we create life, right? Just like you just did one, one year ago or creating life in the metaphoric form of creating a book or a business. But I want you to think of this more as the, the root chakra was the physical body. This is the emotional body, right? This is that related to the element of water and everything that is fluid and everything is flowing and having full access and range to our emotions, right? Not push, trying to push down the emotions that we label not favorable, right? And not numb, numb ourselves from the, the emotions that are good because we're afraid we're going to get hurt, right? So having full access to the full emotional range, it's also our sensual health and our sexual health, right? Being in, in, um, yeah, just, just being in, in relationship with another in that way. It's interesting that you that you mentioned that, like the womb being connected to obviously our maternal and, and creating life and also in the same aspect of the chakra, it is where our sexual health lies as well and the both intertwining between because so many women I know struggle with things, you know, like hormonal health and libido and things after they have a baby. But it's because, is that because it's in the one space that where it's coexisting essentially? Absolutely. I mean, there's... One, we're looking at the chakras one at a time, but they're all interplaying together. So it's obviously much more complicated than just that, but absolutely, I mean, think about as beautiful as it is of creating life, the trauma that your body goes through to do it. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> right? The physical body, the emotional body, the, the, the whole of the spiritual body, like everything, right? And then if you also have a cesarean, you're actually cutting through those tissues, you're cutting through the energetic body too. There's a lot of healing that needs to take place. And, and especially if we've had any kind of trauma in our life, whether it's with surgeries previously, whether it was abuse, that after giving birth for a lot of women, that's when it really comes up to the surface because of what they've just, what, what they've just been to. Mm. So really tending to, I say the sacred waters here yeah. is so, so, so important for our specifically our feminine health. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then moving up to the third chakra, which is the area of the solar plexus between the sternum and the navel. And this is represented by the energy of fire. So this is the energy of transformation, of our power, of our empowerment. It's the energy of, I say yes, and I'm going to take action, and I'm going to move forth in my life with purpose and direction, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's taking that, like, you have to um, just think about how fire is created, right? Earth and water are just there. Like, we're walking on the earth. We dig far enough into the earth. We find water. <laughs> we go to the ocean. Where fire, we actually have to create friction to ignite a flame. So the same thing, we have to create the friction, we have to create the discipline or the will, right, to show up every day to transform, to ignite. So this is our self-esteem, this yeah. is our confidence, this is our courage, right? It's also our metabolism, yeah. right? How do, what's our digestive fire? How are we going to break down, you know, our food? How are we going to metabolize our life experiences? So there's this, that all this energy of transformation that lives right here in the belly it's so learning that yeah. both emotionally and physically con the connections there and what they both sort of mean and how they coexist because it, it makes so much sense everything you're saying is like whoa like yes fire in the belly but also fire in my di digestive tract like you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's so interesting I love this yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> and I mean, we could go so much deeper, but I just want yeah. to give you like, a yeah. yes, absolutely. We'll need to buy your book to go deeper. So that's okay. yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And then, you know, we move up to the, the heart space and the chakra is more in this. It's the center of the chest versus over the, the physical heart. And this is governed by the element of air. So even that attention to breath, like you were talking to the, the breath of life, the breath of spirit is also helps expand and open the heart. Right, this coming into um, one of one of the goals you could say of the, the the fourth chakra is to come into balance between giving and receiving, right? Giving and receiving love, giving and receiving life, giving and receiving in all of our relationships. But this is it's the chakra of love in all its forms, from self love to unconditional love to loving your partner to loving your child to loving your life. Right, all the different textures of love and all that um, goes with that. So it deals with in, uh, issues of intimacy, vulnerability. Um, really, first and foremost, it's about coming into balance and integration within your own heart. And that's really the key that unlocks. But it's also compassion and empathy and forgiveness and all of that. <laughs> And the, the, yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's, it's also, it's also really important to note that the heart is the center of the whole system, that we have three chakras below and we have three chakras above. So what I like the way I, I really can imagine that and feel that is that when the heart breaks, 
right? It, 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 the bridge is broken between heaven and earth, right? Like, cause we start at the earth at the root chakra and then we go up to the crown of the head, which is the infinite. And when the heart breaks, right? Whether that's someone leaves, someone dies, whatever, whatever COVID happens, there's a disconnect that happens between above and below. And that's why our world feels like is going to fall apart, right? Will I ever love again? Oh, this will be, I will never heal from this. Like, mm. I don't know about you, but I've had a few of those moments in my life that I thought that these were pains I was going to live with forever, for sure. Mm. And they're not. Mm. <laughs> so also really going into that, um, that we have a limitless reservoir of limited love and healing energy that exists here, that we, we will, it is endless, that it will never stop um, repairing us in every way. If we dive in, beautiful. And then we move up to the fifth chakra, which is at the throat center. And this is this is the place where we really bring the inside out. It's our communication. It's our expression. It's how we speak our truth, right? How we authentically show the world who we are. And it easily gets blocked through comparison and jealousy when we're not honoring our own unique gifts of what actually has been bestowed upon us. And maybe where, if we think about, again, we go back to energy and vibration and frequency. If we're not in alignment with our own frequency, right. Other people can feel that, Mm. right. If someone talks to you and sorry, ego would be sitting in the throat. Um, the ego, I, I identify more, I mean, we could say the ego lives everywhere, you know, but I identify more the ego being Mm. on third chakra because third chakra is about autonomy, like to the positive side of the ego, right? Autonomy, like, you know, being your own person and, and that the, the I am, like I am Christy Christensen in, in, the, in the positive way. But of course the, the ego can show up, mm. can show up um, in many places. But I think what's important to, to know here about the throat too is, you know, for, for women specifically, I mean, it happens to men too, a lot of our voices have been shut down and have been suppressed. Mm. Whether we're told to shut up or our words don't matter, or women don't know enough, or through, you know, we should just be look pretty and not be seen and not heard, or whatever the story might be. Um, there's there's a reclaiming of your own voice and being able to speak the swallowed words um, that have accumulated in the linear system. Mm. Yeah. And then we move up to the third eye center, which, oh, this, uh, just, just to say, since I've been sharing the elements, this is the element of space or sound, right? The sound of creation. So the power of, the power of our words to really impact <laughs> the world, right? And how words really um, are that, that beginning of manifestation, we could say in many ways, mm-hmm. once we speak it. Um, so the third eye is related to we could say deep space, we're beyond the five elements now, but to, to that is what is most boundless and endless and infinite. And this is really the homeland of our intuition, of our own inner knowing, of our own inner guidance, of our own inner wisdom. It's also the realms of the magical and the mystical and the land of our imagination and dreaming, like to be able to dream bigger and brighter than ever before and, and giving ourselves permission to play in that. Like really play, um, just like just like your children probably do. Like seeing a butterfly outside and just being like, oh, "That's the most magnificent thing I've ever did." And they could watch it for like three hours, right? <laughs> of us recultivating that within us and seeing the magic, really, that is all around us and that is us. 
beautiful. And then when we move up to the, the final point, the seventh chakra at the crown of the head, uh, this is our this is our connection with divinity. And it's, and it's the divinity of whatever you understand. So that might be for some people, it might be the sun or the moon. For other people, it might be Jesus or Buddha or Mary or Durga. It doesn't matter. It could just be if, 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 the, if the divine feels too far-fetched for you or you don't feel a connection to that, think of it as cosmic intelligence, the intelligence that's running the entire universe, mm. right? That it's making the seasons change and the sun rise and the moon set. That is the same intelligence that's running our bodies. Wow. So it's that reminder that we are all one with, we are all one with, we might look different. We might be in different locations. We might come from different cultures, but we are all one with, because that same intelligence that is running the entire universe is running you and is running me. Mm. So it's the power of that and the power of prayer and the power of gratitude and just being blessed by divine grace. I feel like it's very empowering to have this information and it will be so supportive. Like everything that you're saying right now, I can't, I just can't wait to read your book and delve more further into each of these chakras because it makes so much sense. And it's giving me personally right now, so much empowerment for everyday living. Like I'm, I'm hearing what yeah. you're saying. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's why I do this. And that's why I do that. And what an empowering experience to just have this knowledge now and this wisdom to go into every day and just knowing this I know will make so many people feel less anxious um, and Mm -hmm. in control of who they are and Mm -hmm. you know be more encouraged to live in their authentic selves and rather than suppressing and shadowing and and hiding in the shadows essentially if that makes sense but yeah absolutely it's a well it's it's a system that's a welcoming of all of who you are Mm -hmm. from 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 the places within you that you celebrate and from the places that you've tried to hide your whole life or stuffed under the rug Mm -hmm. it actually says that you're Oh, sorry. The, the screen just went away for a second. I'm not sure what happened. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I thought, I thought the internet maybe cut out, but, um, I actually don't know what, what I was saying when it <laughs> did that. But. That's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Look, I'm yeah. Can't wait to just share this with so many people. And this book is going to change people's lives. And I think that it's important that you know that like that, that work that you've done and that time and energy that you've put into writing this book is not just to empower people. You're going to change how people see themselves and the rest of their life. And I think that is just so beautiful and yeah, you should be really proud of yourself, Christy. Thank you. No, I mean, like I said in the beginning, like my work with the chakras over the last almost 20 years now um, has really transformed my life. And it is a system that is going to show you who you really are and all the power that you hold. And then it empowers you to take action and it empowers you to make different choices. As we awaken our own consciousness, then we can be like, okay, what do I, what do I need to do today? right? To get back into alignment, to live in my, in my heart, to show up for whatever has to be done mm-hmm. and, 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 and do that. And um, it also is a system that has brought so much joy and lightness and, and love um, to my life. So that's why the premise of, it's this real premise of awakening, awakening all the places within you that are asleep that you didn't even know were asleep, mm-hmm. right? So it's, 
And then once you have access to all that energy, just like life starts to wake up again and you see color and it's like in techno color and food tastes better and, you know, love making feels better and <laughs> everything else in between. Uh, absolutely incredible. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on today. It has been a beautiful conversation and I probably have said this 15 times, but I'm just so excited to share it. And I can't wait to read your book. For people that want to connect with you, Christy, where can they find you? Um, the best place probably to connect with me is my website or two places, um, christychristensen.com because everything is there from the book to everything else they do. And then Instagram, I'm super active on Instagram. I share tons of content and my Instagram is just my name as well, Christy, but it's underscore Christian. I'll put it in the show notes for everyone. So Thank you. Click away and find you. And I'll also put the book, how to buy that in the show notes. Now, can we do that on your website? You can absolutely do it on the website. Um, it brings you to a page that says like, here are many of the retailers that it's available for. Outside of the US where I found it um, easiest, it seems is book depository okay. um, because they ship um, worldwide for free. Yeah. Um, at, Cause I'm not sure if Amazon does that. Yeah, so, but it is on Amazon. But if you're not, if you're someone who wants to support something different that is for international shipping from the US has been the best site. And that's not a plug for them. It's just what I found <laughs> in terms of trying to get this book to other people. Yes, perfect, perfect. Well, I'll put that all in the show notes so it's super easy. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.